Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into another episode of Five Out. When you say Five Out, what do you mean by that? With Matt not around for this episode, Tyler was feeling a little delicious, I think, because he came out with some takes that uh, I was kind of stunned by. We talked about Gordon Hayward. We talked about the Nets and how they're falling apart at the seams, now down seven guys. And then, of course, there's the bubble that Chicago's supposed to be hosting, apparently. I, I don't I don't know how that's going to happen. But that's a whole other thing. We'll get into it all. If you haven't already, you can leave a rating or review for the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you guys listen to us. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at 5OutPod. And let's get it going. I don't know if what the heck we're going to see from these teams by the time Orlando gets going, if it gets going, because players are, are dropping like flies left and right, but... It's not a bad thing for the Celtics in the grand scheme of things because it seems like, you know, knock on wood, everybody's been healthy so far. Nobody's gotten diagnosed with coronavirus or anything since Marcus Smart did. Nobody's hurt at this point, although, of course, that could change because these guys have been off for so long. But the biggest bit of news that's come out, Ty, since we last spoke was was the Gordon Hayward news that come September, I believe it was, He's going to leave because his wife is due. So that could be, I think it's the second round of the playoffs or possibly the Eastern Conference Finals. First, I know that we, there have been issues with in, in Boston with the media in the past. I think it was Al Horford, right, who who some people gave him crap for leaving for the birth of his, one of his children. Do yep. you have an issue with that? No, um, I don't have an issue with it because – a lot of the times the excuse people go to when they do have the childbirth, like they're, they're saying we, you could have planned it. You could have made sure it was in the off season. This is a completely different circumstance. There's nothing you could have done to plan this birth from being out of the season. Um, I know he has to leave for, it's not just a one day thing or two day thing. Like you would normally have in the NBA season. Now it's two right. weeks. 
Still, that really hurts the Celtics, and I don't know if they could win their second round matchup because of this. Like, really? I, think, I, I do. I think if Gordon Hayward's gone, he's one of your better scorers, and you need guys that can be one-on-one scorers or good pick-and-roll players late in the games, and he's one of probably three guys between him, Jalen, uh, Jason Tatum, and Kemba that are really good ball handlers off the pick-and-roll. Mm-hmm. And he is very good at that late in games. I mean, I know Matt Madeiras probably doesn't like to hear that, but yeah. I like Gordon Hayward on the Celtics team as a scorer, and he's a guy they need in the playoff run. So if they don't have him, man, that's going to be really tough to see them pull off a second round and win against anyone. I know I'm not going to count against them already by saying that, but their chances are much, much tougher without him. We'll ha- we'll hopefully hear from Matt a little bit later on. He's uh, he's busy doing athletic director stuff and his real job, I guess, whatever, boring shit. But – First of all, I never have an issue with a guy leaving because he's having a kid. I mean, that's that's yeah. a, a major life moment. I don't care if it's – what is this his fourth kid I think that's happening with? So I don't care if it's your fourth or your 15th kid. I mean, if you're having 15 kids, you're psychotic. I think actually if you're having four kids, you're really pushing it. Why would you want to be outnumbered? But that's a whole other story. In the end, though, it's fine. Whatever. It's a, it's a major life thing. You miss any job for that. But – and it doesn't matter what time of year it is, where you are in the season. Just think you try to plan it, but whatever. But I'm—I mean, I don't think that. First of all, second round, you think that they can't beat the Raptors without Gordon Hayward, with a healthy Jason Tatum, with a healthy Kemba Walker, healthy Marcus Smart, and Jalen Brown, and Daniel Tice for that matter. You think that they—they're losing that series without Gordon Hayward? Because I just said last week that this is the Celtics are the one team that can afford something like this. I think if you lose either Tatum, Brown, Kemba, or Gordon Hayward, your chances of winning a series besides that first round are very small. I probably would take the Raptors if you lose Gordon Hayward, you lose Jalen Jalen Brown, Tatum, or Kemba. Marcus Smart, as much as people like him, he's he's replaceable. He plays a really good defense. Like this team can lose him and still win a playoff series. I don't think that's the same thing for Gordon Hayward or Kemba Walker or Jason Tatum, especially or or Jalen Brown. Those are the four guys I think if you lose any one of them, your chances of winning a playoff series are very very small. Where's the bench scoring going to come from if, if uh, Gordon Hayward's coming off the bench in the playoffs and, you know, he's not there for two weeks? Like, who's going to score? Romeo Langford? I would love to see that happen. But it's not <laughs> of course happen. you would. Of course just, you would. I, I'll stand for Romeo, but he's not going to do that in the playoffs. So, but he didn't even do it in the regular season. I, right. I mean, there's there's no one. They, they cannot lose any of those four guys. So, against the Raptors, man, I probably would give the edge to Toronto. If they're, if they're completely healthy – Marcus has lost a bunch of weight. Apparently, it looks great. Um, now the Raptors are completely healthy; haven't lost anyone yet. Um, so, if they're completely healthy and you have the Celtics losing Gordon Hayward, I probably give the edge to Toronto. Okay, if you so the whole Marcus Smart thing, yes, it's different if you lose him versus losing the other four guys. No question about it. As much as he brings everything that he does in the defensive end and the versatility that not necessarily everybody has, but. I wouldn't put Gordon Hayward losing him right now. I wouldn't put him on the same level as Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, or Kemba Walker. He's, I think he's kind of in that middle ground because he had so, he has games. You know, Ty, he can disappear in games. It happens all. It, it's happened with him far too frequently. He can also – I always look back at that Lakers game in Boston where he's got the scoring going for them and, and they were struggling early on. But then after that, he kind of was just whatever. He just gave him a jump start. And I know that's valuable, and I understand that you know his size and his his ball handling ability, and where he can shoot from pretty much anywhere on the floor. That makes him you know uh, a, a great asset and all that. No question about it. But you're who you're one to. 
going into the postseason for the Celtics, in your opinion? I mean, it's Tatum and Kemba. One exactly. Two. So you have those, and you've been doing this with like they Kemba was dealing with injuries. He and I know that's going to be like a nagging thing for him going forward. I think it was Doc Flynn that uh, that tweeted that out, but. He's healthy, as healthy as he can be. Tatum is obviously fine and in good shape and everything like that. So you have those two guys. Jalen Brown is healthy. And you, I mean, are big. You of the three of us, you're the biggest Jalen Brown guy here. So Love. is he, is Hayward ahead of Jalen Brown in your like ranking on, in terms of importance on this team? No. Uh, okay. He, he is ahead of him. I, I would have, oh, he is. I'd have Gordon Hayward four, Jalen three, Kemba okay. two, Tatum one. Okay, that's, that's we're in agreement right. there. We're, we're yeah. in agreement there. So if you have your top three players, and how do you feel about – you don't feel confident about that big three? I, 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 I don't like overusing that term. But th- those top three guys, I mean two all-stars, a top 15 player, an elite point guard, one of the best in the game, who's at full strength now. You don't feel confident in those two with Jalen Brown. And then again, then you add Marcus Smart, who's a very good – Fifth piece, and then Tice, who's proven to be very valuable too. Uh, get out of here, Daniel Tice. He has. You can't tell me he has it for Brad Stevens' defense. You. Oh, come on. Now we're hating on Daniel Tice. Okay. Daniel right. Tice is a good player, but I mean, uh, okay. So as your sixth guy, go, like, what was your original question here? Sorry, we got. Sorry, yeah, I know. I pulled an Ordway on you. I apologize. I'm just saying that when you like you have your top three players, and it's two all stars. One of them's a top 15 guy. One of them's the best guards in the game. And then, and then it's a, a, a fringe all-star. How do you not feel confident about those three guys against the Raptors? As much as they're good, I, I, I feel like they, they're fine against the Raptors still. Because the Raptors have – I think if you group the entire teams together, the Raptors have two of the best three players. Pascal Siakam is better than anyone on the Celtics. I can understand. I can understand that. Okay. And Kyle Lowry is only worse than Jason Tatum and Pascal. Oh, so they, you're taking Kyle Lowry over Kemba Walker. Oh, I would. God, you, you are so lucky Matt's not here. I hope he hops in. I would in take Kyle goals. Lowry over, over Kemba Walker. Oh, wow. Why? How? I, I, what, I don't know. Because I, he's a pain in the ass? I'm not sure if Kemba's healthy. He, he's, that knee is really worrisome. I didn't know he said he's happy he took the time off, and I, he said he's glad he had the break. I mean, he had an opportunity to have a break during the – all-star break and he turned that down and decided to play during the all-star break. So that was questionable, but he's healthy now. So I'd like to see if he can be the guy that was in Charlotte that was putting his team on the back on his back and actually doing that for a good team and doing that in a playoff run. I've never seen it from him. I've seen Kyle Lowry have superstar moments in big time games. I haven't seen that from Kemba Walker Walker during the playoffs yet. You haven't seen him during the playoffs. That's fair. Yes, yes. Lowry is a, is a good defender too. Kemba can get picked on. Kemba can get picked on on defense. But here's my thing with Kyle Lowry: if you if you're at the end of the game, you know you're who are the Raptors giving the ball to more than likely? Pascal Siakam, right? Right, getting him one on one. He's going to draw a foul and go to the line. Okay, but if you're not able to get it to him, and somehow the defense is stifling him or whatever, you're ne- are you confident in your second option as Kyle Lowry? I'm not as not, no, compared to Kemba Walker. Okay. Compared to Kemba Walker, I mean. I mean, I would of course want Kemba Walker to shoot over him, but I probably trust Ke- Kyle Lowry in his all-around game at this point more so than Kemba. I just don't know if he, if Kemba is healthy or not. Well, that's that's a, okay. If it's 
if it's his health, that I can understand. That's the only thing I can understand. So, so wait a minute. Okay, but see, when I look at the list of, of guys that I want, like when we're talking Raptors Celtics, so I'm looking at the list of guys that I want the ball in their hands at the end of the game between those two teams. Obviously, Siakam and, and Kyle Lowry are the two guys that you look at for that team. For the Celtics, I feel more confident in Tatum than I do with uh, with Kyle Lowry, which we're in agreement on. I feel more confident with Kemba. And call me crazy, I feel more confident with Gordon Hayward in the ball with the ball in his hands at the end of the game too than I do Kyle Lowry. So I mean, like, I'm surprised that you have him that high. I have him maybe fifth on my list. Yeah, fifth, fifth on my out list of, out of all the Celtics and Raptors players. Yes, if, at the end of the game, Kyle Lowry is the fifth guy on my list. For ball, like just that situation, which I think is important in the postseason. Yeah, but the, the first forty-seven minutes of the game is important too. I mean, not, yeah, we're not talking about are. the game. Of course they are. The end of the game here. I mean, you got to include all forty-seven minutes. I understand you got to include all four, forty-seven minutes, but Kemba Walker is also a better scorer than Kyle Lowry is too, and I understand what Kyle Lowry brings on the defensive end. But I, I, as much as I'm one to always push the defensive guys. I just I, – I, we also know that all these games all the time I – mean, Matt brought it up last time. You have to factor in refs in the grand scheme of things, right? They are part of it, and these games are probably going to be close more often than not, right? What? What is that? I can't, that, that doesn't work for podcasting. Not a video show. June 30th, who y'all rolling with, Kemba or Kyle Lowry? I'm going to take the six-time NBA All-Star, NBA champion, Olympic gold medalist, and the greatest Raptor of all time, Kyle Lowry. So Kendrick Perkins <laughs> – is in agreement with me. So I don't know if I should change my opinion now or what, but mm. he's going with Kyle Lowry too. And, and the comments are pretty – I mean, the comments are like, this is not even a close comparison. Uh, everyone would – Lowry does literally everything better than Kemba. Everything? Uh, Kemba has a slight edge in scoring because Lowry's 34, which I agree with. I mean, they are kind of – he's about good four, five years older than him. I think Kemba's like, what, almost 30 or is 30? I think he's, um, yeah, almost 30. And then Kyle but, but wait, wait, he but Ty, he does not have that ring without Kawhi Leonard. So I get it. He won, and I'm not saying like he, I'm, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve that title because obviously he plays a big role in all that. Yeah. No question about it. But to, when you're comparing him versus Kemba Walker, and you're gonna throw that in there, what was he doing before Kyle before uh, Kawhi Leonard was there in the postseason? Jack shit. But he he was getting into postseason. What was? Kemba Walker doing in the same conference. Sitting Who did at he home. have on his team? Who did Kyle Lowry have on his he team? Had, he at least had DeMar DeRozan, who's a hell of a lot better than whatever Kemba Walker had. Kemba Walker had uh, – uh, who did he have? Nicholas Batum. But Nicholas Batum and uh, Cody Zeller and – Yeah, exactly. Know. Star-studded cast, absolutely. You're, you're right. I'm sorry. Kyle Lowry, best point guard, best guard in the league, period. No question. <laughs> I will say though, I do I do appreciate what Kyle Lowry did in the All Star game when he was agitating James Harden. I'm sure that gave Daryl more nightmares, but I did like that at least. I'll give him that. <sighs> I can't believe you. You you come out. You oh, there's always a take that you have. You're only considering the offense. Like Kemba Walker gets picked on, and he's horrible in pick and roll. Like, I understand gets, that. He gets stuck on that screen forever, and it's and the plays deteriorated from there. Like he's not a good defender. He's small. And Kyle Lowry is a much better defender. Like, yeah, he's a better one-on-one defender. Chris Paul type of like on-ball defender, but like he does lock lock guys down. And Kemba Walker doesn't do that. 
I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm not, like, of course, on the defensive side, I, I get that. But I also know that Brad Stevens' defense is a little bit more forgiving in the way they wrote when it's working. And when you have all the guys there that he wants to have for his defense, they're more effective. And, and of course, the whole time we're talking about the Raptors Celtics, and that may be when Gordon Hayward's not there too. So that could pose a problem, I guess, in the grand scheme of things. Although he's not necessarily any you know great shakes on the defensive end either. Um, but – so if the Celtics go and face the Raptors and lose, Gordon Hayward, Ty, you are picking them to lose right now. Yeah, I would take Toronto. Yep. So you're pretty much on the same side as as uh, Justin Termine from Sirius Radio Radio on in this. I think that's yeah, whoever that is. Yeah, whoever that is, I'm, I'm agreeing with him. He's got a blue check mark, so apparently he's freaking important because he tweeted out after the Gordon Hayward news something to the effect of. Let me see if I can find this tweet really quickly. Or if my computer could actually work one time, that would be great. He said, not sure what the point of the Celtics getting to the second round or conference finals is. Really friggin' wordy, dude. Jesus. Uh, conference finals is if they'll be without one of their better players for at least a week. Well, first of all, you get a shot. Like You're one of the best teams there. And, every, and there are people now who believe in them, like in the national media. Again, what the hell does that mean, right? Because they're just throwing out takes and whatever. But – that is such. I, I don't get that line of thinking. What's the point of showing up if you're not, if it's not a lock that you're going to win? Well, then you have to fucking work for it. This like quitter mentality or this bullshit. If it's not a lock, is just. It, I can't stand that shit. You're not on his side on that, are you? Well, his point is like if you were going to watch a movie and you know what the ending is, like why are you going to watch the movie? So you know the end. So you are. So wait. What's? Let's just pick it now. If the that's Celtics and the Raptors make it – Is that it, not his point though, right? It, it is his point, but I think that's a bunch of bullshit. You're picking the Raptors to win that. What are you saying the series goes? If, if a, both teams are healthy, no Gordon Hayward, Celtics-Raptors, second round of the playoffs, who are you picking like, for, uh, for games? I'd say if, if it's that exact scenario, no Gordon Hayward, Celtics against a fully healthy Raptors team, I'd probably pick Toronto in seven. Okay, see, it's in seven small. games, right? Exactly. Like that so, guy, I think, like it's like a four get four zero or five four uh, one series in five games. Exactly. Exactly. It if uh, yeah, it's not that. No, because so ex- see, now saying the Raptors in seven games that I can get behind. I, that I no, not not get behind. I can understand that because then it's a toss up. If you throw out seven games, that's why when I make predictions, I try and do five or six because I show that this is the team I believe in. But when it's seven, I get it. It, it. Sometimes it happens. It could go either way. That's that is a that's very fair. This guy is ba- saying exactly what you said. It's basically like he looks at them and says, "You guys are the Brooklyn Nets right now. You've lost seven players from your roster. Why even bother showing up?" That whole thing has been a Friggin' shitstorm too. They just like before. Just before we recorded this, they lose Torian Prince. They lost Spencer Dinwiddie less than twelve hours beforehand because he tested positive for COVID again. No Kevin Durant. No Kyrie Irving. No Nick Claxton. Which not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. Not a big deal like when you just isolate it's him. But in the grand scheme of things, when you lose seven guys. It's a big deal. No DeAndre Jordan. He opted out of testing positive for COVID, and then no Wilson Chandler. He just opted out flat out out of you know concerned with his family and everything like that. I cannot believe it. And I wonder, Ty, if they will do – I think it was was it FC Dallas that opted out of the MLS thing or, or whatever. Yep. It's a Dallas team. I, I'm starting to wonder if the, the Nets will do that because this shit is crazy. You've lost seven guys. 
I, you, you, you have to get, what, three replacement players you can get in the grand scheme of things? So seven guys out of, out of your 17-man roster leaves you at 10. So you're going to go in with 13 guys at best where you need, you're going to need all your subs in this thing. Ah. I, I mean, we, I don't know. Like that's one where I kind of wouldn't blame them for not going because I feel like you're going to see two or three guys get hurt down there for them at least. Well, if you're going to get on Justin Termine for saying he knows the Celtics' destiny is the second-round exit without Gordon Hayward – and get mad at him for that statement, then oh, oh, why are you going to get oh, mad at you know the Nets, who are clearly going to field a, a G League squad, like a horrible-ass team. Nobody's going to root for them or watch their games, and it's going to be a team that no one recognizes, so they have no chance of even making the play. They're going to fall out of the 8 seed easily. There's no chance. They're probably going to go 0-8. Like, they're not oh, gonna they're not going to fall out of the 8 seed. No way. No way? No, no way. Have you heard d- d- uh, Bradley Beal's not going down for the Wizards? And neither is Davis Bertans. We already talked about that one. What, what the fuck do the Wizards have? Nobody. They have Rui Hachimura. Yeah. No John Wall, obviously. He wouldn't even play if he was healthy. So yeah, the Wizards got the Wizards are the, the Wizards are six games four. back. They need to cut the gap to four to force a play-in game. Sorry, six games back of the Wizards of the of the um, Nets, and then five and a half behind the Magic. The Magic are gonna. Go up to the seventh seed. The Wizards are going to be the, the Nets are going to be the eight, and I mean they could force a playing game, but I don't feel confident in that. And even then, one on one, the best player in that game is going to be Karis LeVert. The second best player is probably going to be Jared Allen. So I, I think the Nets end up winning that one. Still, it's been it's been. Bull- but to, to, I don't think I didn't notice. By the way, you, you're comparing me to that that guy from Sirius. You're a dick. I don't know if anybody's ever told you that before, but you are. It's That is total bullshit, and you know it's a totally different circumstance. He's a friggin' idiot for thinking that it's a lock that the Celtics are done. Sure, if you face the Bucks, you're screwed, but you don't know what's going to happen. That's No. In the Celtics, guess what? The, the other thing is, too, they have a chance where if things go right and if Giannis gets COVID or if Giannis gets hurt, guess what? The Bucks suck. They're as bad as anybody. So don't so it's a totally di- don't try and make it the same thing. That's a bunch of that's bullshit. It's an so Ordway move. Why are the Nets even reporting then? Shouldn't they forfeit and just pull out? I wouldn't blame them if they did. Normally, I'm not like I'm not cool about that kind of stuff. But with the risk of COVID and all that, I know the NBA is doing everything that they can with the risk of COVID and then the risk of injuries because you're not going to have a full team. And I, I firmly believe we're going to see guys on the the very end of the bench get time in this they should because you got to be smart with your players because guys are gonna who knows what's gonna happen with injuries like we're, people think on the surface maybe hamstrings quads and all that crap groins but it could get a lot worse i don't know so at what point like what are you gonna end up by the end of it you could end up with only having you know eight guys and you're gonna roll with that i don't know to me that that's that's personal okay personally i would still want to go down if i'm on the nets but I would understand if the organization makes that move because you, you're more concerned about next season. There's no two ways about it. Would you rather be the, on the Nets or be a part of the second bubble? Oh, God. <laughs> Screw the second bubble. I think well, that's bullshit. Horrible. Miserable. That's bullshit. No, I, I – again, if I'm there, if I'm on a team and they say you're going to the bubble, yeah, I'll go to the bubble. Fine. Whatever. But I think that's a bunch of bullshit. I think that's so stupid. It, uh, it's going to be in Chicago, though, so maybe you should go watch it. No interest. Not even, gonna... I, I wouldn't even want to go if the Bulls are playing. I wouldn't even want to go. 
Well, the Bulls would be in it, wouldn't they? Because well, they're one of the eight teams. What it's going to be is, is it's going to be the Bulls against the Minnesota Timberwolves for like 18 games in a row. They, it's going to be two teams paired against each other for the entire time. Then those two teams are going to be isolated. So that way there's like no infection or interaction with other teams. So what, what is there? Eight teams that are sitting out. I don't think all eight teams are going to be playing each other. I think it's going to be two teams, like four groups of two, and then they're going to be kind of isolated together and then just having like multiple scrimmages. So that's what I heard in the preliminary stages of it. It sounds stupid. Sounds awful. Yeah. Like guys like Carl Anthony Towns are not going to play with the Timberwolves. You know, there's no way. I I, I don't. He lost his mom to COVID. Like why would he want to play during the pandemic to stay in shape? They can do that in their own home gyms. Yeah, this I'm not about. I'm I'm all about keep keep doing your job and everything like that. Because I think Jason Tatum actually said this today, where he's not. I guess he's not keen on the bubble, but he thinks it would be disrespectful to not go and do his job when everybody else is dealing with unemployment and furloughs and all that crap. Which I respect the hell out of him for saying that because it's to, to like the. I think athletes all the time, they just, they lose sight of different shit like that. So yeah, sure. It's like, oh, it's an athlete and he's getting paid millions of dollars, whatever. I get that. But still to say that, to be aware of that shit, not all of them are not some of them just want to do their thing and whatever. Like Dwight Howard, we give him shit all the time. And we talked about how he he was on Kyrie's side with not playing and everything. And, um, and in, 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 in how it's like, well, is this the best way to go about it? He's donating all the money he's going to be making down there, his whole salary. He's donating what he's what he's making there to, I believe it was Black Lives Matter stuff, whatever, like or, or, or charities, whatever. Good for him. Awesome. Like you're you're helping out the cause that you care about. You're doing exactly what you wanted to do, and you're still doing your job. But uh, I don't I don't know. Oh, but when coming when it comes back to the, the eight games, uh, the eight teams tie. It's, to me, it's just so pointless. There's just there's all risk and there's no reward unless you're a fringe guy who's trying to show that you can play. For Steph Curry, for Carl uh, Anthony Towns, like you said, like those guys, uh, uh, Levine, I don't see a point in those guys playing, honestly. Why would well, you? I, I guess I do understand it if they're not trying to do it for television reasons and they're just doing it to like say, hey, we can offer you a safe environment to stay in shape during this weird time. I know like most of you probably don't have home gym, so we'll open the Birdo Center, which is you know where the Bulls play, and we'll host two teams to just scrimmage twice a week for you guys to stay in shape because, I mean, they're going to go from March all the way until December 1st. That's nine months without playing any games or any practices or you know at least professional settings of, of a game. So if they can offer this like a safe environment to play, and these guys are for it, then fine. But like, if they're just doing it to make money off, you know, TV and force these guys to come back, and when they're uncomfortable in doing so, that's a whole separate thing. I mean, right. I'm not, I'm not really sure like what their plan is. Are they even going to televise these games? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to watch. But nope. it's interesting to see like how many guys will actually opt out of that because there's nothing to play for. I don't think there's any extra pay at all. I like their season's already over. So I, I'm not really sure if there's paychecks on the line or what. If you're playing, point. you got to be getting paid. There's no two ways about it. There's no way. To, like, the only guys that would do that would be the fringe guys. And even then, I can't imagine them saying I'm not. I'm going to play and not get paid a dime. That that's just that's bullshit. You can't do that. But I, I think that if they if 
if if this happens, in Steph, there is value in them going to practice, like Steph and Clay and um, well, Clay, Clay and 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 Cat and everything. But playing games to me, it's just for 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 those stars that there's just there's zero reward at the end of it all. Yeah, you can go and get games game reps and everything. And I know that there's value in that, and you can't replicate game reps. There's no, there's no two ways about it. I just think I don't see when there's no shot of winning at all, anything. What's the point? It's not like the regular season. This is totally different. We're talking about it like we're in the middle of a pandemic, and there's like a, like you said, like with the, you know the end of the story already. You're just going to be done when it's done. It's a lot different than the regular season, just because of it's just a, it's a we're in a different world right now, different season and everything. So I don't I don't blame them if they don't want to go or if they don't want to play at all. But I, I can't blame them either. I mean, if, if you want to opt out, like David Price not wanting to play baseball and he's opting out, like people are giving him shit. I'm like, well, David Price is, you know, a dink, but like I don't like him at all, but I can't blame him for doing that in baseball. And if you do the same thing in the NBA, like I can't blame you at all where, you know, like I didn't like what Kyrie and Dwight Howard were doing, like trying to basically tell players not to play, but – if they don't want to do it and not be paid for it, then that's fine. But what people kind of get wrong is that if they're opting out, they're not getting paid. Like they're sacrificing a paycheck. They're not just getting millions of dollars to not be at home or to not be on the court and sit at home. Price isn't getting paid. Cause I didn't know for sure on that one. Yeah. If you're, if you opt out of the season, you don't get paid. Okay. I just, it's every, every league's different. So that's why I wasn't certain. But yeah, if, if they, if they're opting out and they're not getting paid, then that's fine. I, I like, you don't want to do your job. You just don't make your money. I think that's fair. I don't, I, I'm surprised. Well, did price say it was because of, of the coronavirus stuff? Is that what it was in the end? Cause I haven't actually paid much attention to it. I just saw he got, uh, he opted out. I'm not sure to be honest well, with you. Either way it gets it again. Like you said, if, if you opt out and you're not getting paid fine, it's, it's fair. I think Tatum has the, the best approach to it in it all. And that's why if I was, if it was me, I would play whether I'm with the Warriors or I'm with the Nets or with the Celtics, because, you know, you got to go and do your job. But I understand why guys wouldn't do it just because the risk, the reward and everything. And, and if I'm the general manager of the team, then it's a little bit different. But I also know you got to worry about the TV contracts and all that bullshit. But Oh, it's 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 just strange how every how like every week there's always something. I mean, that I cannot believe this this net shit. The, the the Beal one was a little surprising, and it's his rotator cuff apparently, and all of this. I I don't know. I I hadn't heard anything about that for a while, but uh, but this this net stuff has gotten crazy. I'm surprised more teams, more uh, basketball teams, have not been hit hard by this. Like baseball, the dumbest, one, the dumbest one is Victor Oladipo. He opted out. And Greg Doyle of the Star, did you see like what his whole calm was about? He like no, I didn't see that. You should have sent that to me. So he like he ripped the media and the fans for like giving the team shit and this being like an ugly scenario and everything. And I'm like, wait, wait, why are we blaming? He's because he's saying like the Victor Oladipo shouldn't get blamed for not returning. And I'm thinking, okay, like he he got a torn quadricep. It's a bad injury. He missed the, the season to get a surgically repaired. He right. came back midway through this year, played, I don't know, a dozen games, two dozen games, whatever. The season gets shut down in March, and he's healthy when the season, the season got shut down. He was playing games. He wasn't playing well, but he was playing games. And so now we have this long break, and he opts out, and people are giving him shit. And whereas uh, 
Greg Doyle, the whole point of this is he wrote a column saying like the decision shouldn't have been put in Oladipo's hands. The Pacers knew that they shouldn't have allowed him to come back. They should have like made the decision themselves and not left it up to Oladipo, who was now getting, you know, the, the, the criticism. And I'm like, why would the Pacers pull out a guy who was completely healthy, who was playing games before the lockdown happened and he was healthy? Like that made no sense that he wouldn't come back. Right, like I, I don't get that. Here. Well, like, okay, I, this is an ugly scenario. I'm like, this is not ugly. Like Oladipo should be playing. I know Victor Oladipo. Like I, I was a manager at right. IU when Oladipo played. Like he's wrong here. He should be playing. You think so? See, Absolutely, hundred percent. I can go either way with this one because he had that injury and because his training, his training routine gets entirely thrown off. And all this. I don't know what it was like afterwards. Now maybe he was being irresponsible by not staying ready for a possible restart. But I, I don't know, like that one, I was like, okay. Like the, honestly, the Bradley Beal one kind of bugs me a little bit more. I get that he's not healthy, but sometimes, you know, you phantom injuries and all that crap. I, you do question things. It's, it's how do you not? So with the Beal one, I have more of an issue with that than I do with Victor Oladipo, just because, also because of the severity of his, his, his injury. And like I never heard about Beal than the rotator cuff stuff leading up to all this crap. Like he just nope. hadn't decided if he was going to go. And now it's a rotator cuff problem. Where the fuck did that come from? Oladipo, I can see the line and logic, but at the same time, this would be a great time for him to get reps in low pressure. The Pacers are not expected to win it still. It, it's it's a three-team race in the Eastern Conference, and that's being generous probably. It's really more the Bucks, and then maybe the Celtics or the Raptors are going to get lucky. And then the West have the two juggernauts. So the, there's very low pressure for the Pacers. But to, to go – Doyle's take on it is very strange. Like I get protecting your star player and shit, but this – it's a very much you can go either way with something like this. I, I don't, I don't like. It had to be in his hands, and you're not gonna, you're not gonna go like what you're gonna cover for him. That's the only thing he could have, they could have done. They could have covered for him, but he, he's gonna make that decision. No fucking shot. The, the Patriots are making that decision. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's the NBA. He is their franchise guy. Sorry, he is their franchise guy, but like. I understand like DeMarcus Cousins not being brought back is like he missed the entire season and he's like, well, you know, I'm trying to get back. Like I'm rehabbing. Like I would love to play. And then he like, looked at teams that, you know, could sign him to come to the Orlando bubble. And he's like, well, you know, I, second thought I'm going to sit out and then I'll come back next year. That's fine. Cause he wasn't playing. But Victor Oladipo was playing, was cleared to play, was healthy enough to play, is cleared to play right now. Mm-hmm. And then is not playing. If you're cleared to play right now and you choose not to play because of fear of injury, then I have a big problem with that. I don't care if you're coming off a torn Achilles or if you have a torn quadricep. If you played in games and you're healthy and you're cleared to play before the lockdown, you should be playing right now. And so wait, what, why what about not? What about Trevor Ariza? And he's got like the like the, he's got the no, family that's issue. Different. That's like a that's a custody thing with his kid. So same with Wilson Chandler because of the COVID yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, if okay. you have a fear of COVID, like that, if you're sitting out because you're like, well, I don't like Davis Bertans. Like I ripped him because he is he afraid of not getting you know injured before a big payday. Right. I I understand it. I completely get it. I think he should be playing. You know, if, mm-hmm. if you have a fear of getting injured, then you know, I'm sorry, that's that's fate. Like you get hurt. You yeah. can't be afraid of injury on the NBA floor at all. Like in any competitive field, that's you shouldn't be playing like that. So right, I, you're gonna yeah. get hurt if you think that way. 
Right. But if you're afraid of, of getting injured and that's the reason you're not coming back like Victor Oladipo, then I have a problem with it. You know, that's yeah. not, I'm not blaming the Pacers at all. Like Greg Doyle is, he's just a clown like that, man. He always like defends the player and rips the team. It's, oh. it makes sense. That's a weird take by him. We have some guys like that in our market too. I think you can, I, I'm sure you can think of a couple off the top of your head. There are definitely some guys like that. Whether we're talking about basketball or, or any other sport, there are definitely a few guys that are like that. Without, how, about, how about Steve Bullpett? He it got laid oh, off. By I'm, I am glad you said that. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm not glad no. about the fucking news. No. I'm like, look, I know the Herald is, has gone through a lot through the years and I know everybody's been hit by COVID-19. I mean, I personally, obviously, you know, Ty knows, and I think our listeners know I'm not writing for our site right now because I'm furloughed and, and it yep. sucks. But Steve Bullpett is, I mean, he's a friggin' legend in this business. I mean, you, everybody probably saw it on Twitter. And if you haven't already sent something to him, listeners, I'm sure he'd love to hear from everybody right now because I was stunned to see that news because it's just, I mean, he's in tight. Like, you know, you know, there are people in the business who are tough. They don't want to be nice to those up and coming young guys or, or just random young guys, whatever. And I know last year he was really, he's good. He was good to John Corrales of mass live who I, who I, I also enjoy his work. And I met Steve this year when I was starting to, when I was going to games every single night and then he started talking to me and, he, and that's where I found out about the whole thing with him and John. And he was saying like, he was going to like, you know, I'll show you some stuff and whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's wicked nice for no reason to me. He offered to let me sit in the front row with him, you know, in the game, like they're, they're seating. It's like, there's a hierarchy seating. I'm in the back row. I understand that he's in the front. He, he would offer to let me sit there with it. Like that people in our business, they're not enough people like that. So to right. see someone like that go, like I, I felt it when I saw that tweet. I really did. And he's he breaks news too. He's one of the few people that do on the beat. Yeah, I mean, I've only been in the market for a year and a half, and I knew I vaguely knew of Steve Bullpet when I first came here. And see? right when right when I came here was during the end of like the Kyrie era. You know, I got here in January last year, and following the you know the fallout from the Kyrie Celtics was a major storyline and he was reporting a lot from the stuff from Kyrie's camp in terms of sources. And he was the go-to guy. Like it, my, my small sample size in terms of watching the Celtics and, you know, having them, I guess, I don't cover them, but I, I'm a person who reads a lot of things that are written by local media. And Steve Bullpett is a guy who I clearly saw was one of the best, if not the best Celtics writer on the beat. Mm-hmm. And for the Herald to choose to lay off that guy and probably keep, you know, dumb opinion writers or someone, you know, that's making way less money that they're going to replace them with is re- is ridiculous because people go to the Herald to read Steve Bullpett. Like, like you yeah. said, he's one of the few guys that breaks news. There's yep. not many that do. Like there's people who do podcast interviews and that's how they get their news. You know, right. they do stuff like that, like uh, Chris Forsberg for NBC Boston, but like Himmelsbach kind of breaks news every once in a while. Gary Washburn doesn't do that. You know, there's a lot. There's a few guys who actually break news, and Steve Pet was the leader of all that group. I think it's pretty much Himmelsbach and Bullpet yeah. in this market. I would say. Yeah, Gary's yeah. more of a game recap, game preview. You know, well, he's he's guy. the NBA. He's the NBA guy, so he's got he's covering all the other different stuff, and it's it's he's got a different role over there. I mean, it's yeah. it, Himmelsbach's one that's like that's so, kind of his his yeah. role there. But so those are the two guys that do it. More and one of them's gone now. 
Well, I, I, I do like Jay King. Got to give Jay King a shout out. I do of like course, Jay yeah. King, Jay but, King does a great but, job. But no, I, I don't know what there happens. Are other good, there are other, plenty of other good writers. There, are pl- I read. Uh, I read. Most, yeah. most of them. But when we're ta- we're talking about strictly breaking news. It's Adam and it's Bullpet. Those are the two guys. I do have to say the Boston market for you know covering the NBA is so much better than Chicago. Like Chicago has a trash group of bull, like Bulls beat writers. They're terrible. Like the only ones I really like is like Ricky O'Donnell from SB Nation. I think he's really funny. I'm like he's actually he is like not biased at all. He will rip anyone and everyone. He's been ripping guard packs for forever. But like guys like Joe Cowley who works for the Chicago the Sun Times in Chicago. He's horrible. Like he's really like anti bulls and like makes stories up. I don't. I don't sense that from anyone like in the Boston media. I feel like everyone's very fair here. Like people yeah. say oh, bad Boston media, but like I feel like the the Celtics media in general is very fair. They'll rip you when you do something wrong, and they'll they'll credit you when you do something right. There are some who who are less inclined to 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 ripping. There are some who aren't that harsh. There are some who. It can be a little kind, and I'm sure some people think I'm a little too kind, but I always try and be fair. But it, yeah, I, I, I think that we that in general the Celtics beat is covered well. Um, it's not you know where you get some like the Patriots where some people just be negative for the sake of being negative. I think if someone's negative on the Celtics beat, it's warranted. That's I think that's the biggest difference. So yeah, I I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <sighs> All right. No Matt tonight. Sorry, everybody. We teased it earlier, but couldn't get him on. He's too busy with his AD responsibilities. You got anything else before we get going? I would have loved to have heard Matt's reaction to my uh, take that the Raptors beat the Celtics if they lose Gordon Hayward. Because he's he's a Gordon Hayward's number one, number one fan. He loves Gordon Hayward. Loves him. Oof, so. His absolute favorite. And he, and he loves Kyle Lowry, too. So I'm sure that he would he would agree with you that – actually, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm sure, I, I, I can guarantee it 100% he would take Kyle Lowry – over Kemba Walker. I would, I would sure. agree with you. He's a yeah. very similar guy. He's you know what? I, I think it's so important, though, that we can talk about some of that stuff next time just to see what he has to say because, I mean, maybe we're wrong, but no. I doubt it. No. No? no. <laughs> Guaranteed? <laughs> all right. We will talk to you all again next week. What it do, baby? Yeah, yo, what do you know? I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it I think we should take a ride with it I'm just trying to spend the night with it I just want to be alright with it I'm just trying to see the light in it I think we should take a ride with it Hey, I got no resolutions, I'm just hoping for some Okay, picture this It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever Or I can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.